zombies have taken over the world, and the world needs heroes. Hi folks, Timothy Harvey, the Outbreak Challenge. Outbreakchallenge.com has become a sponsor of Zompocalypse Now. Use your real life steps and exercise to run from and battle the zombies on an interactive fitness adventure in the apocalyptic wasteland. And you can do this alone, you can do it with your friends, see who survives. They have 17 different races and challenges to choose from. All of them have unique stories and themes. If you survive the challenge, they'll send you a real life medal. Now, this thing will easily pair with your Fitbit, your Apple Watch, other smart wearables. It is definitely a fun way to stay in shape or get back in shape after the last couple of years. We could probably all use some help with that. Now, if you want to try the Outbreak Challenge for yourself, you can save 15% off by going to their website, outbreakchallenge.com, pick the race you want, and enter in the code ZOMBIERUN to save 15% off. That's our coupon code, ZOMBIERUN you get as listeners of the show to take advantage of the outbreak challenge try this out for yourself see if it works for you thanks so much folks and now let's get into our episode do you fear the zombie uprising are you prepared to survive what's coming if you listen very carefully you might just make it out alive this is Apocalypse Now. This was not exciting. This um, was all exposition and set up for the next one. I liked it. I thought it was really good. Yeah. Well, I started out with having a shit day, so so it's going to taint my views, I'm sure. <laughs> taint. You just wanted to say the word taint. Welcome to Zompocalypse Now, ladies and gentlemen. It taint about Three's Company. <laughs> it, it taint about The Handmaid's Taint. How many times can we say the word taint in one episode? Let's find out. I am Timothy Harvey. And I'm tainted. <laughs> and I'm taintus. <laughs> Taintus Maximus. We're all tainted here. <laughs> this is the show where we talk about things undead, and we are talking about the final episodes of The Walking Dead, the flagship show, which is coming to an end. And we are talking about the episode variant, which is episode 19 of season 11. And there's a lot going on. To some degree, Curtis, you are right. We have had yet another episode where we are setting up the big confrontation on the other hand because it's supposed to be a really big confrontation it's going to take a bit of setup i think that just kind of goes with the territory i think mm -hmm. we're building up to a very disappointing climax <laughs> well, he said because he knows the show <laughs> so yeah i mean that's a legitimate concern and i really want to be wrong about that by the way i want to be so very mistaken oh sure but i also think that since we know that certain characters are going to live on to have their own spinoffs mm -hmm. um there's you know a certain amount of tension that has gone out the window although there were plenty of opportunities to set up characters to die terribly in the finale we haven't even we haven't really even discussed who might be going to uh fear the walking dead because that's probably gonna we're probably gonna lose somebody huh i think what's gonna end up happening 
for the next season of Fear is it's going to be an extremely truncated cast from the people that got on those boats. And then it's going to be like a completely streamlined down show. They do this every couple of years on that show, actually. Well, well, yeah, but, you know, like that one guy who used to wear the mask now he doesn't that we thought was a total last total badass but now it's but we found out he's total pussy did i do that right yeah almost damn got it close i think he'll he'll make the switch if he doesn't die oh see i'm he's on my list of people who are not going to make it to the end oh yeah Um, i i think that uh but i honestly i think i said this before i want more happy endings than sad I want more people to live than die. I want sure. I want to see, you know, the resilience, not the 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 destruction of the human race. And that would be lovely. And we'll see what happens. That, is, that has not been the theme of this television show to date. It has been absolutely the theme of this television show. Everything fails. Everything fails everything that they've tried to do it's not and it's their resilience yes but everything around them is so deeply fragile Mm, okay but at the same time the show's writing has deliberately made them move on to the next thing when as dustin has pointed out for a million years now as long as we've been doing this show in the written form back at the, the original thing is that there have been all kinds of opportunities for them to stay somewhere right and make there are that... places there are people living in that prison right now who came across safe? it when it, yeah it was still smoldering and they came across it and was like hey half this prison burnt down but oh look there's a completely other half right here that's totally livable well no well i agree i agree you know people are living in the government woodbury here's here's the problem with this these guys they're very good at making a go of it they're very good and when Mm. people see that they want their shit and that's what fucks them up every single time yeah if they would just pretend to be do what i do pretend to be bad at things and then no one expects anything from you you patently do not pretend to be bad at things <laughs> your whole thing is that every time you do something you become a literal expert at it except for love making yes except for having a rela- having interpersonal relationships because here you are with us <laughs> three lonely middle-aged men i'm gonna take that as a big compliment because that's exactly where i want to be you know i'd like to be between what i want out of life is to be stuck with you degenerates (laughs) well tim's not a degenerate oh you have no idea tim's tim's deeply disturbed you guys you don't even know when i when i you can't see his can't see his webcam right now but he actually he hangs meat on the walls to cure it's really weird but we don't say anything about it because we figure that keeps him from killing hookers or does it have you, no one's checked my trunk lately anyway <laughs> <laughs> folks there were no hookers killed in the in the creation of this show 
that you know of. Hey! <laughs> anyway, do not, do not injure other people. Sex workers are people. Don't do that. Anyway. 573 episodes, 573 dead whores. <laughs> <laughs> sex work is work. We support the rights of sex workers. We do. We do. Okay. We do. We do. It's great. Good job, you guys. Anyway. That said, um, this show has nothing to do with that. So. But just a stellar episode. I was very impressed. I liked everything. I liked almost everything that happened this episode on this show. I dug the governor. I liked Lady Governor so much this episode. Yeah. Oh. President Annie Lennox kind of went off the deep end. I love how it became, we have come full circle. We have come full circle, people. Let's get into it. Where should we start? Yeah, Let's start with Aaron and his and and Jerry and the those two dumb idiot children. Yeah, they're hauling a they're hauling a cart to Lakeside. Yeah, to see what's going on. They don't know all those lesbians are dead. <laughs> so you know they're hoping all the lesbians are still alive. Yes. Um, About a half so, mile out, they'll go. God, it smells like dead lesbian. What? Mm-hmm. It's new. <laughs> so, so the cart gets stuck in a very convenient ditch that will be no problem oh, later. No. <clears throat> it's not a ditch. It's a very obvious pothole in the middle of the path, which they would have driven around because it's the kind of thing you see from like 30 feet away. Right. But you know, yeah, we, we have to have a reason for the cart to not move. So yeah, and it's completely fine to get out at the end of the episode. They get it out, and they don't even like mention it. So when they're trying to get the cart out, Jerry hurts his leg, and there are walkers afoot. Fucking so, Jerry! Yeah, no, Jerry's awesome. Jerry, Jerry is, is awesome. Absolutely, one of my favorites, and I am terrified. That now that he's making plans for the future, he's got to be on our watch list. Mm-hmm. So anyway, they decide they are standing there and they see the walkers coming. They go, look over there through the easy tree line visible from the road. That place looks like it's got walls around it. Let's go over there. And I screamed. I screamed. <laughs> what why did you scream would you like to tell him why i screamed tim could be, a number, to- could be a number of reasons uh it could be the fact that it's yet another in the middle of the woods random location that just popped up spawning like it's a video game or could it could be the fact that it's the apparently the virginia renaissance fair which has been completely completely untouched in the zombie apocalypse now admittedly renaissance fairs are not for everyone but (laughs) i like them they're fun and this is a beautiful pristine renaissance fair it's clearly the zompocalypse happened in the off season because otherwise it would just be a death trap for everyone involved there are no turkey legs that can defend you from the undead ladies and gentlemen i don't care how big they are they are not weapons <laughs> i mean I was looking, i'm looking at this thing going wow 
It's a time capsule for the before time. For the nerds. It's, I was just like a completely empty, perfectly safe place. Just sitting there, just sitting there. They're going to well, go to it for one episode. Not only that, it's like, okay. <laughs> it is. There's no way. Oh, well, there's, and there's, I've, I've been to a number of different Renaissance festivals uh, at various points. And you know what? Not a single one of them has a completely defensible wall around it. That is not a thing. I mean. I've never been to Virginia. No, clearly not. <laughs> but, and, you know, admittedly, the Kansas City Renaissance Festival walls are in disrepair. Oh yeah, no, Renaissance festivals don't have budgets, not real ones. They're barely but hanging on every easily every repairable. Year. All that stuff. If you if you want, if it was the zombie times, and you wandered upon the Renaissance festival, would you just be like, I think you would be like, hey, here's a place. Let's we can we can shore up them walls. Oh, it'd be worth a shot. But this is of course completely abandoned and very convenient, and it's like. Oh, it's well, convenient. Places convenient. It's like it's well, like well, they just they decide to, they decide to camp there because right. it's apparently a pretty good place. So we've got uh, we've got that guy who we thought was a badass that wore a mask and now doesn't wear a mask, but then we find out he's a total pussy, right? Um, and Lydia and, and Lydia, they're like they're flirting together. He tries to move in, and she, she ducks. Yeah. He should say, I, I say this, uh, please don't duck. I'm about to kiss you. And then they'll go, no. And then there's no then duck. You don't have to worry about it. Then you just kill that lady. Yeah. <laughs> no, anyway. So I let that lady go but, back to her husband. <laughs> Aaron sees all this. And so uh, they decide to do set up watch. And Lydia wants to be with Aaron instead of with uh, that guy that who used to be in the mask that we thought was going to be a real badass, but turned out to be a total pussy. Whose name is, Eli <laughs> whose name is Elijah, by the way, which is a lot shorter. Just uh, whatever. You don't take our fun from us. And Have so you met Aaron me? That's my whole up. job is to take away your fun. Oh. Yeah, that's true. That's well, true. I do need some grounding. So... <laughs> Anyway, Aaron brings it up because uh, he is a messy queen and he needs to know what is happening. And uh, Lydia tells him that, you know, she's so worried because she fell in love with Henry and uh, she feels like if she lets herself fall in love again, she's opening herself up to heartache. And Aaron tells the story of him and his twink husband from, you know, 170 years ago. The before times. The you know the mid before times because we knew I knew we knew the twink husband, mm -hmm. so uh, he tells that whole story and it's like if I hadn't said hello or loved him that I would have missed his butt, and so Lydia takes that as go for it, uh, but before she can do anything about it, there's a noise, and uh, they're like oh no I wonder what that could be. And uh, they're like, well, we checked everything. There are no walkers in here. And they, you know, they're too stupid to climb a wall. And, uh, but no, there's a bunch of them. There's like a bunch of them and they've gotten in. Uh, and there's a couple of them that can like open doors and climb shit. And 
they're very, very shocked about that. And Aaron, in fact, thinks that they are whisperers at first, which, okay, here's the only, only thing that I like had a real problem with about this episode. Who is with Aaron? Um, that would be uh, Lydia. And what is Lydia? Uh, she's the daughter of the leader of the whisperers. She's the fucking whisper queen. She's the crown princess of this community. Don't you think if there were whisperers, she would know she only was raised by them. So not only is there that, but when they start fighting, why does Lydia not stab the zombies in the head, but stab them in the shoulder? Conveniently, so the knife can be there later, so that Aaron can save Jerry. Yeah, that's the God in the Machine right there. That's, but it's, that's our writers trying to string things together. I mean, yeah. she stabs one through the chest. She stabs him in the in the shoulder. It's like, okay, even if they're whispers, you stab them in the head because then they're dead. Right. And you know, so it's just like, why is she fighting like this? This is not. She knows not to fight like this. So this part was the was the that little part right there. Where they're like, we have to get the whisperers. Was uh was just so stupid to me. It was so. And it, that was the only part. I was like, come on, man. In fairness to Aaron, that is a more logical conclusion than thinking you've got whis- You've suddenly got zombies who can climb fences and open doors because that's not his experience. This is the best way that they could have done this. I had been worried about how they were going to introduce this. They were good because this is the episode where they reintroduced the idea of walkers having maybe a little bit of muscle memory or or vague memories of people or things or stuff like that. They're reintroducing this in the last three episodes because it's going to be super important to both the Negan and uh, Daryl spinoffs. Right. So anyway, they end up killing all these walkers so easily that it's off screen. Like there is no reason for them to, like if they killed them this, like so easily that it was off screen, there was no reason for them to have to climb up on that thing or anything. They should have just- Well, we've seen them go, we need a plan and then get a plan and then go do the plan so many fucking times. We'll just take that as red this time. I'm fine with it. We do get a really nice scene with Jerry with his sword. Oh yeah. Yeah. Where (laughs) they sat there and went, time for some slow motion. (laughs) But I, I was a little irritated by that because he shouldn't have a sword. It should be a big ax. You know, because Jerry's a biggin. He does fine with a sword here. Um, anyway, they get so, there. They they okay. Well, I'm trying to figure out exactly. Considering when, look, Jerry's not a small guy, and he's injured, and admittedly, adrenaline gives you you know some extra boost. But we don't even see him get hauling himself up in through the hole in the roof, which is not a particularly large door um it nor just, aaron yeah they just, they're just holding the door so that they could go through they just you know through the door that's fine you know we don't it's need to fine. see the scene it's it's, just, it's like it's like aaron escaping from the whole you know basement thing yeah yeah aaron's got some kind of 
He's a witch. Time space warp <laughs> ability. He's a witch. He opens Fair. a portal with his magic stump. So anyway, uh, they're all standing around after they killed all these walkers. And they're like, what the fuck was all that about? Like how these walkers know how to do shit. And Aaron says, well, as you know, we've all seen walkers that have gone back to places that were familiar to them. So we've established that is happening. And I've heard stories of walkers who can do other things. And really, what do we even know about them in the first place? So just to be like, well, as you already know, this happens quite a lot. Now, what? in fairness, in the first few episodes of this very show, way back a thousand years ago, we did see that. And then the show stopped doing that. But yes, no, that's why I think it's so brilliant. That's why I think it's so great. Because it's like, it's not, they're not saying, oh, here's a new mystery for this world. They're just saying, this is the thing we've always known has happened. <laughs> like, you know. Well, and, and now Aaron, Aaron does point out that there are different kinds of walkers. There's the lurkers, and, and we've, we've established that there are the ones that teleport in randomly from behind a tree, or the ones that fall from the sky because the entire field was empty until suddenly you turn around and there's a walker there. We have the stealth walkers and the, you know, the parachuting walkers and all those things. Um, and so, sure, why not? I mean, you know, hey, expands the lore. I'm, I'm fine with that. But it does make for a right. couple of nice visuals because you see the hand of the walker come over the fence and you're like, oh, walker climbing a fence. And then you see that hand again come up over the uh the door to the roof right. the hatch and so it's like uh, ha, ha. now again i'm not entirely sure how the mechanics of a walker pulling themselves up like that work it seems maybe a little bit hand wavy but whatever it's a cool visual right anyway so that's all their shit they 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 get back in their cart and they drive away and and, and aaron's like we could make this into the new kingdom and Jerry's like, yeah, maybe Ezekiel even want to be king again. And, and Aaron's like, what about if Jerry wants to be king? And Jerry's like, I like the sound of that. And it's like, fuck you, Jerry. Just put your name on the list. <laughs> oh, and Jerry has to mention his adorable wife So mm -hmm. as, as the queen. So it's like they're both on the list. And all Jerry's adorable kids. Oh, he's sure. got a lot of those. It's like, paint a target on you guys. Come on. Well, having to then they're gonna have fucking all these people show up because they're gonna hear about it and then he's gonna have 12 jack sparrows running around yeah people in their their star trek cosplay yeah you're a stormtrooper why are you at the renaissance festival god i i appreciate when stormtroopers go to the it's fun I love all the weird costumes at Renaissance festivals. I love to go there and see people dressed as as anime characters. Yes. I just think that is so awesome. I like when people shave their poodles to look like dragons. I, I think it's somehow animal cruelty because they're somehow purple. And uh, but still, it's pretty cool. Dog seems happy about it. 
Have you yeah, seen I that love... where they shave little spikes on their back? Oh, and... oh yeah, I love. I, I have love not. Stuff. You haven't? Oh man, it's great. <laughs> oh my. Anywho, right. they tie so, wings to their backs. That's basically the end of their whole thing. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, back in uh, in in uh, the Commonwealth, everything's going to shit. Oh God, it's chaos. Dogs and cats living together. It, it like it go, starts right in the same spot we were last week, where uh, where Eugene and Max are running through the crowd, uh, and they get separated. Hand wave and, him. Yeah, and and because uh, you know the easiest thing in the world to do is run away from the person who you are standing right next to. <laughs> yeah, and not be yelling Eugene, Eugene. Yeah. Yeah, it's not like, well, see, that's the thing. It's not like they got pulled away by rushing rapids. This, like, you know, to all the milling around. Them, yeah, one of them to stop and be like, like wait, you know. <laughs> anyway, I hate when people get separated in crowds. I mean, sure, it might be easy to do. I don't know. I've never been in a panicked crowd before. If they didn't get separated, we wouldn't be able to have our conflict set up for conflict set up for later things yeah it's it's all very much designed to be part of the setup so anyway daryl grabs eugene and pulls him into a safe house and uh the rest of the episode for those two guys is sitting in various rooms uh waiting for uh well they're not they're just at the church they're they are in the place where if mercer wanted to find them he would just go find them because they are not in a place that they could easily be hidden in. Everyone knows that's the church that they have the minister for. So why wouldn't they search that? Didn't he go with with Maggie somewhere? Yeah, but that doesn't mean that they're not going to go look in an obvious place. Hmm, his friend was in this church. Let's go check the church. Nobody checks the church. Yeah, and, and Rosita is his girlfriend or whatever. Uh, so yeah, Daryl and Daryl and, and uh, Eugene end up sitting in a room together, basically the whole episode, uh, and where they talk about what what bravery means and and what you know if if Eugene is really like a bad person or whatever. And it's really interesting, and it shows a lot of growth that the character's gone through. It does also give us a chance for Eugene to stand up to Daryl and say, get out of my way. I'm going to go out and do this thing. And Daryl's like, uh-huh. <laughs> and Eugene's like, well, I will just have to push past you and fight my way through. And Daryl's like, uh-huh. <laughs> I would have been real happy if Eugene would have thrown a grape at Daryl and he just stood there. Yeah. You know, I think that, that scene was handled really well because Daryl just got out of his way. He yeah. did. The, he did the only, the only thing that, as Eugene's friend, he could do, mm-hmm. and still be Daryl. Yeah, and still be Daryl, right? Yeah, he does later explain um, why he has to. He, he gumptions up a little bit, realizes he's going to have to go after his woman, but he's going to have to save his woman by, by sacrificing himself. Right. And that's the one thing he's always been afraid to do. So it's really a big yeah. deal for him. Well, okay, hang on. This is, I understand Eugene saying I'm a coward and that the only thing he's good at is lying because Eugene's got a low self-esteem issue, always has. 
But the reality is, is that the war with the saviors ended because of Eugene. Eugene sabotaged their ammunition. He ended Negan's reign. Yeah. Eugene's superpower is not that he's a great liar. He's really smart. Yeah. He's just, and, and he's actually a really good actor because he lied his way to stay alive. But he also lied. I take exception to that. Acting isn't lying. No, 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 no. But when it came time for him to deal, deal with Negan and to set all that stuff up, he had to play a part. Yeah, but that's not a lie. No, but but he before when he got when we met Eugene, he had got himself into the position he was in by lying a lot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So he's a very, very good liar. But he turns out he's a really good actor and he's also very smart. Mm. But this is his his own view of himself. Eugene is brave. Right. But not in not in that Daryl way of like I'm gonna get me a crossbow and go run run amok. Right, he's, he's not Daryl brave. He's Eugene brave, and and the thing is, Eugene doesn't see himself like that, and that's what I like about the character because we never do see ourselves the way we other people well, do. Heroes don't see themselves as heroes, and when we met Eugene, we were like, we cannot stand this character. Someone please yeah. kill him. And he's become a really good character. And somebody we root for all the time now. And yes, he's still annoying, but that's kind of part of his charm. Yeah, he still talks in a way no human would ever talk. I've I've heard people who who talk like him and they're also horrible with women. Anyway, it's so true. at the end of the episode. Max is caught, spoiler for the next section. And and to save her, Eugene turns himself in and takes full responsibility. After a really emotional scene with Rosita. Yeah. Rosita, yeah, Rosita is also there. Uh, but Rosita's big th thing that happens is more in the Mercer plot than in the Eugene plot. They do have that sweet moment together where he where he says, You told me I'd find my person, and I did, and I'm not gonna leave without her. I'm not going to just leave her now. Uh, and I really like that. You, you know, that she said, you're the one who taught me how to be this person. Yeah. I thought that was really sweet. Life without her ain't a life worth living. And I like that. Except yeah. it sets up both of those characters to die. So they're on our list. <sighs> yeah. Well, you know, she's, Rosita was one of the ones who was beheaded by the walkers. So she's already, kind of living on borrowed time but then so is ezekiel rosita's her big thing at the end is that she gets like kidnapped she gets black bagged yeah by uh by uh what's his name's friends oh no this is the governor's this is the governor's people i don't think lance no, is in a position oh yeah yeah, yeah. Lance, lance is in a position yet uh but dude, let's not let's not go over let's not gloss over her scene with mercer because oh, no, I was going to get to okay. it, but I was going to do that in like just the Mercer story. All right, fair enough. So Mercer is having a real bad time <laughs> because his sister just did a treason. And uh, he, a little does, one. <laughs> he does not know. Oh, a treason and a political murder. Okay. 
maybe a little bit more than a little bit. Okay, fair. Well, it was it was a self defense, right? But but they're not. She know they know, and that she's not. They're not going to get like because the governor wants blood. The governor doesn't want a trial. The governor doesn't want any of this stuff to come out. These are real, you know, all of these things that that Alex or that Max is saying, or that her that Corey just said before he got killed, were true. Like the like real things that she's been hiding from these people, and she's losing her grip on them, and and she doesn't want any of that. So she's out for blood. So she knows they know that they're not going to get a fair trial. They're, they everybody knows it. It's this we want to we're going to we're going to bring them to justice. Well, Mercer has got we see him and Max and she's reading the false confession that they want her to talk about. Yeah, well, that's after she gets captured, but that's after uh, Rosita and Princess get uh, interrogated by Mercer. They get brought in to see if they know where Eugene is and and Mercer sits down with Rosita and he's like, name. And she's like, you know who I am. Like, you know, could you imagine like the bet, like getting, quitting your job and the very next day having to go and talk to your boss? You know? Yeah. <laughs> like, and she's like, she, she basically spills it, like, you know, says, we all know that this is bullshit. You know it's bullshit. And you know that they're just going to kill Eugene if they find him. You are putting off making a choice you know you're supposed to make. He doesn't want to hear that. Yeah. No. He's got any opinions on the this slow breakdown that he's about to go through? Oh, we're not there yet. We're getting he. It, this is just the very beginning. He's got yeah. two more confrontations in this episode. Yeah. So Rosita leaves and they bring in Princess. And I don't think we see her interrogation, do we? She's not interrogated by him. She's interrogated. She says, I was in there for three hours in that room that smells like sweat and butt. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. So she's been waiting there for him. And he's like, she's like, you know what's happening. They're going to just railroad my friend. And uh, he's like, we're doing what we gotta do and she's like oh okay we'll 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 just do what we gotta do then (laughs) uh and then we get a little little mini princess plot because ezekiel is there and he sees her have this confrontation and she's like well we'll just get back on the road we'll just you know get you know we'll just go back me and you and eugene we'll get out of here and we'll we'll just be like it was before we came here and Ezekiel's like, you know, I'm not leaving. I'm staying here. And she's like, with all this crazy shit about to happen? And he's like, well, yes, that's why I'm staying, to make sure that this community survives. And she's like, nope. And he's like, don't run just because you, you know, are hurt by what's happening here. Stay and fight. And she's like, nope, I'm out of here. She ends up having a confrontation with Mercer and she shares her tragic backstory, which is, of course, horrible. She was, you know, physically and mentally abused by family members. And uh, uh, I'm not going to go into it here, but it was terrible. And she basically says, like, I learned that, you know, good, like, you know, okay, or, or, or the bare minimum of safety is not 
Yeah, it, it could be worse is not acceptable. Yeah. And I'm not going to stay. She's like, I'm not going to stay here uh, because it could be worse out there when this place is bad and you know it's bad. And he's like very upset by that. Oh, and then she, she says something that is both a twist of the knife and terribly kind. Mm-hmm. She says, because of what happened to me, when I look at a man, I see a monster. And that's not you. I just want you to know that that's not you. Which, given her backstory, given everything that we've seen that indicates that she was clearly going through a whole lot of hell before she came across our people, mm-hmm. that's a very strong thing for her to say to him. It's also a, you're letting this happen, Mercer. Yeah. And you should be better than that. And you know you're better than that. Which is yeah, echoed pulling which... on, pulling on all the right strings with him. Yeah. Daddy, well, <laughs> daddy would be ashamed of you. Yeah, oh, that's yeah, the really next like, part. Yeah, talk about that scene. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. She she basically was say, saying that you know she thinks about her dad. This was Rosita. No, this was well, Max's Maxine. Kid. Max's cat caught. Uh yeah, Max gets caught yeah. and he reads to her or she she has to read her confession which is essentially I was cra- I'm crazy and was crazy. Yeah. And had a mental break and did all this stuff. Basically the same None boilerplate they made. I spliced uh, to, I'm sorry, yeah. it was the same it was the same boilerplate. Together. Yeah. Yeah, when 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 they did the same thing to Eugene used his, you know, made him sign a document that made him look like he was crazy. Uh, But, like, this is Mercer doing it to his own sister. And she's, like, so disgusted with him. And it's so great. (laughs) (laughs) She's so lays She lays some guilt on him, saying how proud her dad would have been because of all of the, the things that he said to them and everything, truth no matter what, you know. And yeah. uh, and that that he would be so proud of her and Eugene for what they did, yeah. and how ashamed he would be of her brother. And that that's yeah. oh oh, and she doesn't say it angrily. No, it's it's almost regretful. Yeah, it's I, calm yeah. and calm and a little bit like I'm ashamed of you too. Yeah, and, and he even he because she's because this is the second or third time somebody said to him, he's not going to get a fair trial. They want to railroad somebody. And he's like, well, I could try. And she's like, really? No. Like you and I both know that it's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah. And he has that it could be worse thing, which sparks that monologue. Um, yeah. And uh, and it could also be better. These are weighing on him pretty hard right about now. Then fucking Eugene shows up. Yeah. And and turns himself in. Yeah. And gives Mercer what he wants. He everybody gets protected. Eugene says that Max had that he did it all, and Max had nothing to do with it, which gets her off. He also did it in a very public way in front of all these other soldiers. 
So it's not just Mercer telling the governor that's what he said. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a lot harder to cover it up. Eugene, again, very clever. I, if I, you know, if, if Mercer wasn't so fucking slow on the uptake, he should have just killed Governor Annie or, uh, yeah, uh, President Annie Lennox right when she said, you know, give me Eugene and I can save your sister. I, 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 he should have popped her in the fucking head right there. The problem, the problem is, is that Mercer is an example of a, good soldier given bad orders and someone who is very much this is the chain of command this is the leader he says he serves the commonwealth he was clearly a good soldier yeah and he respected the chain of command and that's that's a good thing and a bad thing Right. I mean, if you've got a good if you if the person at the top is giving you good orders, then everything's and he thinks he still thinks he can he can he can make this place like through the system. He thinks that this system can work and he thinks that by maintaining order, he is going to be protecting the citizens of the Commonwealth and his sister and he doesn't he is he is starting to realize that the order he's maintaining is 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 completely flawed and broken uh but he doesn't want to admit it because that would mean that he he has to go up against that system and put those two things that he cares most about in danger and also certain degree i think there's some of the feeling that he's failed I don't think he wants to admit that he's failed. And I think that's perfectly fine. Um, he's he's clearly a competent and rightfully proud of his abilities person. And the fact that, that has been undermined again and again and again. Um, you know, there nobody wants to feel like they've failed in their in their chosen task mm. to, to save these people, to protect these people. And he's had so many hits. Uh, against that viewpoint you know that he's good at what he does that he is protecting the people of the commonwealth he's had so many hits lately that there's a lot going on for mercer right now yeah this whole situation has put him in a position he does not want to be you know who else is in a position they do not want to be in Mm -mm. lance Oh yeah, Lance. We're gonna talk about him. Lance, oh my gosh. Well, we got to get to Lance, we got to get to the governor. Uh and she is no longer Lady Governor or 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 uh President Annie Lennox. She's the governor. Yeah. Because she the first thing we see is her sitting in there with the corpse of Corey, who has been uh uh eaten by walkers. And she was waiting for him to wake up. And this is another part of the episode I did not like for only one reason. And that is, okay, when people get bit by walkers, how long does it take for them to turn? It it varies from person to person, depending on how much, how much emotional pathos it would, it gets you to sit by a dead body. And how much, how long your monologue is because he's been dead for a while and he should have been woken up as a walker a long time ago. Well, I don't know. I think it was about maybe 15 minutes. They got him, they got him inside. He was exactly 
still long enough for the governor to have her monologue. Yep, yep, yep. And it was so obvious that that's exactly what it was. It was like, oh, come on. you. Guys. And she was just being all complaining about, about uh, everything she did, she did for him, and now what? Well, no, I don't, I don't, I don't, I feel like, I feel like the point of that monologue was to admit to him that he was right, that she didn't know what to do with him. And so she threw herself into governing this place to, to avoid having to deal with him. Yep. You know, she didn't, so exactly the opposite. She didn't do all of this for him she did all this because she, to escape him so that she wouldn't have to deal with him. And like she says, at least we can't disappoint each other anymore. Yeah. And then does he wake because, up? Then yeah. he wakes up, yeah. <clears throat> and he's all, I'm a walker now. <laughs> and so she tells, she tells a guard to take care of him. But, and so we think he's gonna get his brain splooshed in, but that's not what happened. Uh, <laughs> the governor goes to visit Lance in his cell and Lance still thinks he is he can, he has something to broker because she when she walks in she's, he's like oh I'm so glad you decided to meet with me and then she's like Corey is dead your people killed a bunch of maintenance people and they ate my son he's like that's true but if you look at it this way, this is how it could become beneficial. And I always did everything I could. I when he was killing all those people, I found him the juiciest people to kill. And he he does not realize that he keeps digging himself a hole deeper and deeper and deeper. And then things get sexual, and I'm very confused by it. Yeah, but she she exploits his feelings for her. Because he is obviously not he does he doesn't follow her because he thinks she get, it's love it's he's he's been in love with her for a long time and they may be related but yeah, still we don't know we don't know what's going on there but it's weird and I don't like it oh there's face caressing and then she sticks his hand in her pocket and Dustin is over here ladies and gentlemen as we are recording as we're watching this episode we generally mute ourselves but occasionally we'll unmute ourselves and comments will be made and Dustin unmutes himself and goes what is going on <laughs> so weird her hand is in Lance's pocket and she comes out with the coin well and the way that he is moving it is it is so weird it he's is trying so to get like, his dick in there he is you know, it's a very yeah, it's we, a very are it's, they fucking it's very was all this time we thought they were cousins and really they're fucking well, is so that what's going on we don't know we don't know their actual relationship it's been alluded to yeah. and described as we've known each other forever your whole life or whatever i mean we don't know how they actually met what is the yeah. context? What was, it, what was their pre-apocalypse relationship? But yeah, it seems a whole lot like Lance, if nothing else, has been carrying a torch for her, lit or unlit, for a long time. And this is a very sexual scene, and it is very out of left field. And it's great yeah, because, it's because she is just all like power and control, and Lance is all like, 
you know, whip me daddy. And mm -hmm. it is completely unexpected though. It was just like, what is happening? Right. Here? So she puts uh, that coin in her hand and puts her hands behind her back. Then she brings her hands back around and she expects him to pick the hand that the coin is in saying that if you pick right, then you can live. And if you don't, then you have to die. Well, he picks correctly. He, he, he picks the left hand. That's one with coin in it. Well, and I love how she but that's says not she, a get out of jail free. Yeah. Pass. <laughs> yeah. No, because she doesn't say if you pick one, you live and if one, you die. She says, if you pick, if you pick wrong, you die. And if you pick right, you know, yeah, which is you know I've al yeah. I've always served your family, and she's like, hmm. So funny thing. Um, <laughs> have you met my son? Yeah. So she brings in Walker Cody, and and that <laughs> Texas Ranger. Yeah, and then that that terrible uh uh guy with the beard, that's one of Lance's guys, has been shot through the head. And so she dropped the soldiers drop him on the ground and they uncuff Lance and they hand him a machete. And she says, you say you, you want to be of service to our family. He, he's still warm. Feed my son. And then closes Lance up in that room with Cody and that other dead guy. And that is when I was like, we are, we are back in season three mother fuckers david this morrissey david morrissey is in the uk the first governor was a british actor named david morrissey and he is going wait a minute <laughs> yes but here's the thing it was so good i liked it so much how it was just like and we've come full circle it was so nice that we are now we now we have we are dealing with this crazy person who keeps their dead relative chained in a basement. I was, I just love it. I just love it. <laughs> yes. And on the downside of that is that to some degree, our next confrontation between our heroes and the forces of the governor are likely to not look dissimilar to what we got when we had the first confrontation with the governor, that big confrontation at the end, that's kind of yeah. where we're headed. Yeah, so. yeah. Lou Temple's going to get shot in the head again. <laughs> well, anyway, um, that's pretty much all that happened this episode. Mm -hmm. And I was happy about it. What did we learn? The, that the governor is... is full-on crazy at this point yeah 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 i think that's i think that's the big thing is the the corruption of the government is complete and um and also there are i don't know evolved walkers what do you call them well it, so it kind of depends on where they actually take this are these walkers who have be as walkers have continued to exist they get smarter or there's just some that are. There's a whole lot of ways they can go with this, and they're. Well, I think it's a. It's probably a. You know, COVID variant. Yeah. Getting in well, there. Daryl heading off to France. France is one of the epicenters of the zombie outbreak, and according to the, <laughs> they're uh, going to pretend it's Missouri or something. So the world, no, they're actually they're shooting it in Europe. 
Um, but the world beyond the show that we did not finish watching because it's terrible basically the resolution of that because i i read the synopsis i didn't i wasn't going to watch it um <laughs> apparently the folks in france managed to um and in attempting to research the zombie outbreak make it worse oh hooray so some scientists tried to help and it went awry as things are wont to do in zombie stories yeah. um, and so there may be a reason that we have smarter walkers now or there were there were a certain type of smarter walker from the beginning well, what the, okay okay france how in the fuck's he gonna get there is he gonna go unhook the uss constitution and sail across and daryl daryl's gonna pirate? reveal that he's been practicing for his pilot's license and <laughs> uh, you know gas has a has a has a five-bedroom yacht off the coast. Oh no! He's gonna. He's gonna, no. He's gonna get out there. And he's gonna, and 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 Strand is gonna pull up. <laughs> yes. Get on the boat. Like going to Join me. You've got <laughs> very very nice hair. Get on the boat. <laughs> and Daryl's like, all right, <laughs> okay. That is the show I want to see. Yeah, we're not gonna even see that. I, I want to see that. It ain't possible. Um. Yeah. Hey guys. What? Um, did I tell you that uh, I discovered a really, really funny new podcast this week? No. What? What really new funny podcast is that, Dustin? Uh, it's it's called Zombocalypse now, and uh, really? yes. What, what's uh, it about? It's these three idiots talking about a show that they hate, hmm. but they can't stop watching because of some sort of zombie curse. Yep. Um, this is what I get for marrying a Wiccan and then divorcing her. Always. Oh, man, you got to watch out for those curses. Yeah. I have, I have historically not listened to this podcast because I did it. I was right here when it happened. And so I don't know. Uh, Curtis said when last recording when when Tim said that the uh, the Dwight and uh, Sherry uh, podcast had a bunch of hits. I was like, oh, I got to check it out. I've got to I've got to listen to that one because you know I want to see what it's so fun if it's good. And you guys, it's so fucking funny. <laughs> There's a point in that that where I talk about like that oh that Sherry's only friends are crows. <laughs> 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 so you enjoyed your jokes a lot i enjoyed my jokes <laughs> it's great I, I if i hit one i typically go back and listen to it again editing i, I get just to... listened to this one where you both burst in i can't remember what the episode was it doesn't matter uh but you keep bursting it was like this is curtis from the future I don't talk a lot in this episode i just want to say hello <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah 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 i'll do that if there's like 20 minutes where i don't say anything i'll try to pop in and you know yeah, throw i don't pretend that i'm there so there's that i can't be can't be all fakey about it but uh i i don't know seven seven hundred plus you know listens on on a podcast and still nobody's fucking commenting or sending us we talk about we would love if you talk to us Please yeah, talk love to, to hear us. From you guys. That'd be great. I mean, you can find us on the social medias. You can find us on your various podcast platforms of choice where you can give us ratings too, if you like. And um, tell, me we, 
we won't hit it until we start doing YouTube. Well, if, if you give us ratings over on iTunes, that actually iTunes and podcast.com where the show lives. You just tell us to go to AOL fucking iTunes. Does anybody do that anymore? Oh, yeah. No, the, the, the sad fact of the matter is, is that ratings on iTunes and the source of your show, and in this case, it's podcast.com. Um, you put those ratings there. Those are the ones that actually matter in terms of showing up in, in the ratings. So if you guys and enjoy the search the algorithms and stuff. Yeah, if you if you're if you enjoy the show and, and you'd like to give us a good rating, that would be great. If you don't enjoy the show and like us to make some improvements, you can tell us what those are. We'd love to hear from you guys. Even late in the game for that, though. It's a yeah, it's a bit late. I'm, we're, we're set in our ways. We're very old. We've only uh, been and, doing the show for two hundred and seventy episodes, and and two hundred and seventy dead hookers. I'm deeply, deeply cynical and, and hard to change at this point. Um, but that said. We'd be willing to consider if you if you have comments and suggestions, um, and we also have a Patreon account. You can you can help support the show. We don't ask for much because we're not going to give you much. Um, but <laughs> well, you know, if you want to help out, that'd be great. And we do have a sponsor, right? So it's the outbreakchallenge.com. Please check them out. Use our code Zombie Run to save fifteen percent off your first run get back in shape or or just have fun with your friends running from zombies in a game whatever you want to do we had a good time you should try it out we're going to keep doing this because again we're under a curse and we can't help it and could someone please 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 help us i mean um no uh because because we love this we love this we this is this is the the life we've chosen for ourselves yeah just just you know give us some goddamn validation you could go on Twitter and find us and say hello. You remember, you remember how you remember how everybody was isolated during the big COVID lockdown? That's been I've been doing that for three years. I need validation. Folks, we've told you before, this helps keep Curtis off the streets. And since the track record with people on the streets and my trunk is, I mean, um, uh, anyway. Yeah. Help, yep. Yep, help keep Curtis out of my trunk. Anyway. Yep. <laughs> so this has been Zompocalypse now. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, we hope that you've enjoyed us rambling. I'm not sure how much of this is going to survive the cut. But as always, we do appreciate you listening. Thank you, Dustin. Thank you, Tim. Thank you, Curtis. Taint nothing, Tim. <laughs> I knew it was going to be there. <laughs> and... Uh, Thank you again, folks, for listening. We will see you on our next tainted episode of Zompocalypse Now. Tainted love. Oh. Tainted love. Oh. Don't, don't tainted turn me. I can't I can't Baby, baby. <laughs> Where did our love go? The vocal <laughs> stylings of the Zompocalypse Now crew. Only oh, God. Full album available on iTunes and your local store. Zompocalypse Now is produced and recorded by Timothy Harvey, Dustin Adair, and Curtis Smith for Just Some Guy Productions. All rights reserved. <laughs>